do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet full of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E-2-0. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. With your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Friday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel here with Joel Elkanen and Dennis Dick. Uh, we are in the car and oil is in the driver's seat. Oil is driving this market higher. We'll talk about that. Uh, we just got new headlines a couple minutes ago. As you can see, Dennis get up from his desk here because uh, the market has just started moving like crazy. Uh, just a few moments ago, as Russia apparently agreed to uh, some production cuts uh, contingent on the U.S. and uh, the Saudis doing the same. So we'll talk about oil, the move it made, and the impact it's having on the rest of the market. Elsewhere in the market, we have news from Tesla. They delivered their auto, reported auto sales yesterday, and uh, Trump has 3M in his sights. This morning, our guest will be Jason Rasnick, the founder of our company, at 8.45. We have a special segment planned with him. Joel, I will unmute you here. Tell us what's the word here overnight. Well, we just we got some nice action here, uh, both uh, overnight and in the just recently here. Uh, pre-market high, we got a great area to talk about on the upside, folks. Yesterday's high, 25.25. Your high from yesterday, 25.25. And your current high at 25.65. And that happened to be last Friday's close. So basically, we've gone nowhere this week. Uh, crude just got a pop for the third time on the same headline. Popped to 27.20. Uh, but came up shy of that high from yesterday at 27.38. Gold hanging in there up to 30, had a little dip, but rebounding, trying to take out that 1650 area, major resistance at 1700. Silver joining the rally today up uh, six tenths of a cent at 14.66. Bitcoin back over 7,000, up $165. It's 7,000 and 25. Spencer, we're going to make it through another week here. Uh, we are. Uh, Dennis, I think, will be with us. Uh, I'm, I'm here. You just got to start my video. We're just chopping around, so I had to quickly get hedged up. 
That's understandable. Right. Things were all calm at 7.55. No, I know. And then I just like threw down my headset. And I was like, we're popping. We popped about 20 handles there in about two minutes. So I'm yeah. not sure if there was a headline. When you're in the trade cave, you can't even be looking for headlines there. But we had a huge pop. Obviously, we're down significantly overnight. We've come back all the way. How, what was the low here? How far were we down, Joel? Because we I went to twenty-four seventy-four and a quarter, and that was just a. What is that in English? Because uh, how down? How far? Because I, I said I don't pay for S and P futures quotes. Oh, Dennis, don't quit saying that. I'm going to start paying for. The I know because I'm still. Well, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, so it because they want to charge me seven hundred bucks a month for them. <laughs> I'm going to start paying it, so you don't have so to. So spy say that is what matters to me. Okay, but just well, say that, how far we were down. You don't have to say the numbers. Just tell us where we down. I saw us 20, down 40 handles. 45 handles down. 45 at the most. Okay. Yep. Yep. And the spy was closed. So that I think the spy was closed. Yeah, it was that at happened, that time. So. But I saw us down 40 handles. So I can get, you know, I still get, you can still get quotes free online. But like I said, when I'm trading after four o'clock, I'm looking at the spy. I don't have to adjust for fair value. The only day that screws me up is the dividend dams. I got all oh, that, and they do that on the quad witch too. I know it messes you right up. So. Really messes people up. But oh yeah, how many times are we going to rally on this uh, this headline, this uh, oil headline? How many times? Well, I mean, it's big up again. You know, we got oil up significantly here again, so it's the driver. So you have basically two. You know, two, there's two main things pushing the market around: oil prices and COVID. And oil tried to drive the market higher yesterday. Other things being equal, if COVID wasn't around, you would have seen the market just ripping with oil up as much as, what were we up? Like 25% yesterday at one time? How much were we up? 28? Much? We were up a lot at one time on oil. I was up to 27. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. On a percentage basis, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was yeah, it was because the high was uh, basically at twenty seven. We are knocking on the door. Yesterday's high. Yesterday. Where are we right now? Twenty seven, even. So this is very good news for the market. You know, people say, "Oh, why is oil prices good news for the market?" Because there's so many oil companies that are in trouble here. Um, so it's good news that hey, higher oil prices help a little bit. So, like I said, other things being equal, you would have seen the S&P up even a lot more yesterday than they were, but you still have the COVID pressures keeping it down. So what we have is a classic battle. We are in a battle zone, a significant battle zone between the bulls and the bears. And the top, you know, what you were saying, the roof of this thing is around 262 spy. Yep. You've had one, two, 263, call, you know, 262, 263. And then we put in a double bottom yesterday on the spy at 243.90 and 244.59. So basically you got this range from 263 to 244. We are in the range. So obviously the bull case is oil's coming around. We're going to eventually get some type of therapy that helps yes. with this thing. And yes. we're not going to be on lockdown for more than a couple of months. That's the bull thesis. The bear thesis is oil companies are still in significant trouble, even with the rally, which is probably true. We're not getting any therapy that's coming that's going to help anytime soon. And we're probably going to be in lockdown for six months or greater. That's the bear thesis. So I don't know who's right. Nobody knows who's right. <clears throat> so we're going to sit. And we're going to have to just keep analyzing it, um, you know, on a daily basis as new, more information comes in. With that being said, I'm leaning to the bear side still because I'm still sitting with a ton of cash. I owned a few stocks. I nibbled a few stocks that I felt would hold up better. But I'm still not confident enough to say, you know, I like the little double bottom we put in yesterday. That is really good news. 
I don't like the fact that we are not near the apex here yet. I don't like the fact that there's going to be a lot more people that die. And I think uh, we're still in the early innings of COVID, and that makes me scared to be a full investor here. I don't think you could have put it any better than that, Dennis. Really, I really don't think you could have. Um, I'm looking a <clears throat> little bit difference here because uh, I'm trying to do the correlation on the data here because for you uh, just super spy followers and it's really not coming out the way I wanted because the spy closed last week at 53.42 and then the high yesterday was 51.44. Doesn't have the same correlation, so I'm going to stick with the S&Ps on this. Last Friday's close was 25.24. Your high from yesterday was 25.25. Your current high is 25.26.75. If you, we've gone nowhere this week. If you really look at it in all reality, we were up higher, we were up lower, the market is still undecided, and the volatility has come down. So what I want, you know, like I said yesterday, I'm trying to look at it you know, from just a technical perspective, love to see us close about 25-25 today. I mean, just, uh, you know, we held it. That would mean we held in there for the week. We added on some gains. I don't, I just think we're calming down. And I think we're we just have trying calmed to die. down. We have calmed down, which is good. Really good. That's really good news. I mean, not as a trader, I like the volatility, but as an investor, VIX 50 feels a lot better than VIX 80 <laughs> as an investor, you know, and these prices shopping around and you know seeing every stock move over 10 percent a day i mean at one point in time and you know it's funny you know you got uh cooperman calling for the uptick rule and you've got you know we've talked about this on the show and you've had kramer calling for the uptick rule and what they don't understand or what they haven't you know stopped to read is that we have an uptick rule they put the alternative uptick rule back in 2010 when a stock falls more than 10 percent a day or more than 10 percent in a day that stock is then under short sell restrictions for that day and the following day. And what that means is the uptick rules then reinstated and it's actually more stringent than the original rule because you cannot hit any bid to get short, even if the bid is an uptick. So you have to get short above the bid. So it actually makes it very difficult uh, to get short. So that takes care of all these bear raid problems that you know that they were talking about. The alternative uptick rule is working very well. Personally, I don't think it's necessary because I never believed it was bear raids that caused the financial crisis anyways. It was, you know, the fact that we loaned money to people who couldn't <laughs> pay the bills on their mortgage. I mean, you know, it was the fact, you know, of all these structured products, you know, that caused the financial crisis. Housing caused the financial crisis. A housing bubble burst caused the financial crisis. It wasn't short sellers. In the same situation here where you got people calling, oh, it's short sellers driving down the market. No. We have a deadly virus that is driving down the market. It is not short sellers. Short sellers make the market more efficient. But the people who are calling for the uptick rule, please go and read 2010. Read the SEC rule. The rule, I've heard, heard it's not as stringent. It is more stringent. I trade. I make markets. I'm in there. I'm, it's, it's, very, it's almost impossible to get short these stocks when you know, they've moved over 10% one day. So what I wanted to say was when you actually have you know, every stock moving more than 10%, in one case, the SPY was under short sell restrictions because it had moved more than 10%. Um, it's, you know, it's very difficult to even you know, trade as you know, a market maker and that makes the markets less efficient. So anyways, that's my rant. That's um, all right. I just want to it's add- It's nice that stocks under, uh, aren't as, as many aren't under short sell restrictions here now so that you can get hedged and you can do your own trading. Like anybody who trades market neutral needs to short stocks. I trade market neutral. 
Um, and just for people that don't know, uh, besides being a CFA and excellent trader, okay investor, uh, Dennis is a market structure expert. When did you, uh, after the flash crash that you predicted, when did you uh, go, you testified in front of the SEC, right? I've been to the SEC four times. One was televised. You can go to 2016 and Google me, can read my testimony. And I talked about, I talked about off exchange market making, which, you know, we don't want to get into a whole market structure thing here, but you know, that's where whenever, when you're looking at stuff, stuff that makes the market, I believe less efficient is the off exchange market making. And I felt like that they should look at that more closely with more scrutiny. So I talked about a lot of things. I've, I've covered lots of different things, but this call for the uptick rule is very uninformed by the people who are calling for it. It is simply uninformed. They reinstate it. So we, we took it out into, for, so history lesson, took it out, I believe it was 2006 or 2007. Then the financial crisis happened. Everybody called for the uptick rule. So the SEC reinstated an alternative uptick rule, which was actually more stringent than the original rule. Meaning again, if a stock is bit, at like $25. And even if the last tick was $24.99 and now it's bid 25, that's an uptick. Before 2006, you would be able to hit that bid to get short. You cannot hit that bid. You have to be on the offer 2501. You can only be on the offer to get short, regardless of whether it's the, the bid is an uptick or not. So it is way more strict and there's no workarounds. I mean, you see stocks sometimes, you know, just sitting there after hours for the entire session. And somebody asked me, does it cover after hours? Yes, it covers pre-market after hours. You see them sit there for the entire session and nobody in the whole world, because you don't have a natural seller in there, it sits there like the market, I've, I've seen tank 30 handles and you have like a stock that's fairly traded, just sitting there flat, but you can't short it because, because it's, it's not, it's, you don't have the tick. You have to get lifted to get short. So no natural seller in the whole after hours came to sell this thing. It's sitting there literally free money, basically, if you were selling, selling the stock but nobody can hit it. It just sits there inefficient. And somebody lifts the offer then, they're buying at too high of a price because the price would never be there. If it was for short sellers, it would be back down to where it's supposed to be priced. You see this all the time, continuously right now on stocks that are under the uptick rule. So, um, you know, so that, that's my rant. I mean, okay. And I just want to finish up. I just want to finish up before we, uh, you know, before we get to the individual issues. I mean, I think the market, the performance of the market has not been good, but I think the market's held up really well. The structure I mean, itself, yeah. yeah I, I think, yeah. There has the been a limits flash and the spies, really. Yeah, this is this is an orderly. I mean, I've seen, you know it's crazy and there's wild movement, but I I mean it hasn't gotten to the point where I'm like, where is the market? Like where I like I, I've never lost. I don't know what platforms people have. I've never had any problems with the platforms. I've always been able to see quotes. I've gotten executions on my it stops on at the same price. I mean, the, the market is the market's a champ. I mean, it, it's done very well. I will say the one area where the one area where we could use improvement is on these circuit breakers. Because bring up luck and coffee, and this is a great segue into LK's trading oh, action boy, yesterday. Okay. Let's go to that one. That was just absolutely ridiculous. They, it would trade and then would hit limit up and they would halt it for five minutes. And then they would halt it for 10 minutes. And then they would halt it again. And then they would halt it again. It opened up near the lows yesterday at $4 and I think it was like 490 We know it traded lower than that in the pre-market. The circuit breakers are not, they do not, uh, th- those do not apply in the pre-market. So like the, the, the alternate, alternative uptick rule applies through all sessions, pre-market, regular session, after hours. The 
circuit breakers do not apply, except you know on the E mini, but they don't apply to the stocks. So when you see these big movements, the stock can just trade freely. We know it traded freely down to $4. Then it opens. Now it's going to be under circuit breakers. So here it has, it's traded for the last hour and a half in the pre-market very efficiently. And now we got to put circuit breakers on all of a sudden. So it opens up before 90, runs you know, up 10% or whatever it is, and halts. Then it runs up another 10%, like literally in five seconds, and halts for another five or 10 minutes or whatever it is. And then you know, it goes up another five, uh, 10% and halts again. It did this five times on the way up till it finally gets to 1040. And then they decided, no, we're going to pull the rug out from underneath this thing. So it goes 1040, then it goes down to 950, falls to 10%. Oh, it's limit down, halts for, you know, halts again. Then it goes down, you know, another 10%, and then it's, it does it again. And then it goes down another 10%, and then, it, and then it, uh, the circuit breakers trip it again. It was literally trading for five to 10 seconds and then halting. You know, it go limit up, and then it has to set a limit up for 15 seconds or whatever it is, and then they halt. So all it was was impeding price discovery to an extreme level, making investors nervous. You're getting all these little reopens here. Just ridiculous. So what they need to do is in the event of news, regulators, if you're listening, in the event of news, we need to figure out how to widen the circuit breaker so natural price discovery can occur. It is impeding price discovery to an extreme level on, on luck and coffee. And Wayne Dugan, if you're listening, I know you sometimes write up stuff I say on the show. This would be a good piece for you on the circuit breakers. You can also talk to Jim Angel. I think he would argue the same thing. Professor Jim Angel from Georgetown. We've had him on the show. Fantastic market structure expert there. Um, and I know Jim well. Um, this, is, uh, this is an issue. He's pointed out as an issue. It's an issue that it's fine for, you know, when you just have, you know, random moves and you want to cool the market off. But when you have a news event, to continue to impede price discovery by having these circuit breakers is just making everyone else nervous. They don't know what's happening. I better buy it quick because it's going to hit the next limit up. I better buy it quick because it's going to hit the next limit up. And then they pull it right. I better sell it quick. It's going to go limit down. I mean, it's just, you know, impeding, you know, the natural price discovery. And that's why these ridiculous moves almost were occurring in LK right off the hop because so many people were just like, oh, I'm going to buy it here because it's going to go and limit up and that's going to gap up another buck. I know. I know. It was just craziness. Yeah. I, I, and the one thing I just want to point out about that, I mean, technically it's a mess, but uh, you hit like three and change in the uh, pre-market. I can't remember what it was, but then you went to 490 and you opened up right at 490 and then, Boom, you know, the buy, you know, people tried to, you know, lock in profits. It probably opened too low. Yeah. You know, we were talking about it. We, you know, we tossed our time out at nine at eight and I was like, don't, you know, call it. And, and full disclosure, I actually do. I took a little flyer here. I have a level, obviously now the 490 level. I took a little flyer here, just, just speculative, like literally like one tenth of my normal size of a position. So small. But I took a little flyer here, so I bought a little bit of LK just for a flyer, more of a, you know, a short-term trade, not an investment short-term trade and just wondering, you know, if we could get a little bit of life here again, we'll see. I might get stopped out on it today. Um, I was kind of looking at yesterday's low at my, as my stop out point, it's popping up a little bit here. So um, what about, um, you have a very, very small position in LK. What about, um, just for fun, like gambling money, gambling oh, money. Dennis, back in your cage. I know I, uh, I watched it so much. I couldn't <laughs> help but trade it a bit. <laughs> uh, what was I going to ask you? What about Peloton? You still in Peloton? I am in Peloton. And yes, Rosenblatt gave it some love here um, this morning. So Spencer, we haven't brought you on very much here yet. Maybe you can come on and tell Spencer us what who? Rosenblatt was saying. Because they initiated with a buy and 
they were basically giving a, I, I just kind of took a quick look and they were kind of arguing the same things we were arguing on the show maybe Rosenblatt listens to the show <laughs> uh, they initiated with a buy and gave it a $42 price target but the reasoning behind it um, do you have the note uh no i just had no i don't have the notification. let me just go and try to just give you a couple just highlights here oh for, for me getting notes requires digging through yeah i know more, and more i have thrown you under the bus here so Spencer, well, 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 they were basically saying that. this was the stay at home like you know this is a play on the stay at home economy yeah Joel. um what's your new sign today uh courtesy of dion h actually i didn't come up with this myself but uh Dion H said yesterday we should trade by day and pray by night. <laughs> so that's what that's what I'm doing here. Okay, so he sees the company being attract. So this is the analyst from Rosenblatt sees yeah. the company being attractively positioned for disrupting the fitness industry with a business model that benefits from economies of scale and early mover advantage. She also thinks Peloton should be a beneficiary from COVID nineteen as the gyms are closed, as short in the short term, gyms are closed and over the medium term as consumers' preferences shift towards working out at that, home. That's what, you, that's what you've been saying. That's what we've been saying. So, yeah. hey, um, and who is the analyst? Let's just uh, get his name. Bernie McTernan. Maybe Bernie listens to pre-market prep. Hey. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. It is the reason that I've been long Peloton for a week because I also believe the same things that eventually I believe this is a COVID, COVID play. So, you know, it has it's lifted a bit. I bought a 25. I'm up a little bit in it. Trying to hold on to it here. Um, I'd love it to start to get up and get some life over 30. And I think if it got oh, some major yeah. media coverage as a COVID play could, uh, but you know, it hasn't happened yet. I, I think it's, a, don't you think it's a COVID play? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> someone uh, made a, you know, it's a, might be a little expensive for unemployed Americans, which is true. Good but, point. Yeah. But they, I do. heard there's a waiting list to get these things now though. Oh really? Yeah. I think somebody was you know, saying that maybe a but couple... you used to be able to get them fairly quickly. And somebody was our, somebody I believe was in her chat was saying they tried to order one. And it's like over a month now. Oh really? Well, that, yeah. that, that, but maybe that's, that's more to do with think obviously half America being shut down. So maybe they can't make them. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. But, uh, yesterday, uh, Everyone in the house used it. Uh, well, not in the house. Emily's not here living in the house. But Lisa and I used it, and Emily used it too. So I don't know. And also, I don't know how much people pay for gym memberships and whatnot, but they have – they would not let you pay, like, the 3K up front. They bake it into the um, – you know, to the payment plan, and then you keep the subscription rate. And the other thing too, it's, uh, um, you know, there's arms, there's yoga, there's stretching. You know what? I, I should call Peloton. We're like a billboard. We're like a free yeah, advertiser. Yeah, I know. On this show. We're done. We're done. They no more paying us for all this free publicity. Okay. Well, then let's move on to a different uh, stock here. Let's move <laughs> on to Tesla. Let's, let's move on to Tesla. Uh, they had yeah. auto sales out yesterday, and they were good, probably because they kept their factories open longer than uh, most uh, people did. But uh, auto sales for the first quarter, they delivered 80, approximately 88,400 vehicles last quarter. Um, 76,000 of those were the Model 3. It's nothing new there. The estimate was down to 79,000. So they actually came in higher than what most people thought they would. And it's a nice year-over-year increase, too. They, they delivered 63,000 cars in Q1 of last year. So 88,000 this year uh, normally would have been, would have been good and especially good in, in light of, you know, this, this COVID madness. So uh, they came in, uh, I think, I don't know if they came in uh, below a single estimate. I think they were pretty much above everybody's estimates for their deliveries. So uh, a strong Q1 for Tesla in terms of uh, say, uh, cars delivered. 
Good numbers. I mean, going forward, who knows? Because obviously, it's difficult to you know think of people going and spending fifty or sixty or eighty thousand dollars on a car. Um, but one advantage that Tesla does have over the rest of the automakers is typically you go to your dealership, you drive the car, you look around, um, you know, for Ford, GM, Chrysler. Um, you, you typically go to the dealership and buy the car. Tesla's different. A lot of these orders are just online that people are just ordering them. So uh, their, their flow is easier in that case because obviously they don't have a lot of dealerships. I mean, they've closed, you know, that some of their showrooms even here. I know there was one in Oakville, which is just outside Toronto. I'm not sure if they have physical Teslas on the lot anymore, but they're kind of moving away from that. It's almost all online, which helps. So they are positioned better for an economy that is closed um, because everybody's doing their shopping online. With that being said, you know, and I, I don't want to take all your arguments, Joel. We'll get your thoughts in a second. No, that's fine. That's fine. I don't know. I, I I just don't see a lot of people going to buy a brand new car right now. I I just I I agree. I wholeheartedly agree with that. I uh, I I mean, I'm so tempted to short this thing. I mean, so it's hard, just, I've, I've never I've never done well on this on the on really either side of Tesla. Hard uh, stock to trade. Since I missed it when it broke out of forty. That was a long time ago. My bid is still there at 40. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'll give you, here's a super bull case scenario. Um, you hit the old time high, right, at 968.99, and then you dip to 396. So if you're a super bull and you're looking for a 50% retracement, then you're looking for 682.50. I, 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 I don't know if it will ever get back to 682.50. Um, if you look at this on a shorter term basis, you had a pre-market high of 547.99. It's imperative that it takes that out. If it did take that out, I don't know how enthusiastic I would get until it took out 560. Because uh, you had a pair of highs at 557 and 560. So if you know if anybody's attempting to short it and you get a you know it gets over five sixty, then you could run to six oh seven. But I, I just to me I think this is like a super gift for longs. I don't know what the economy is going to do. I don't know what people are going out for cars. I, I, I mean I I I'm I'm stunned that it's up this much on the news, but. Tesla's done this a lot of other times. So. I'm not sure how much it's worth reading into, but uh, they still have not withdrawn their 500,000 uh, car delivery guidance. That's a number that they gave at the start of the year. And that's, that number is still on record as, as their guidance for this year to, to deliver half a million cars. So Wow, that's a lot of cars. I, it's a lot of cars, especially when you consider that everything is shut down. So... Um, they, but it's still on record. They haven't withdrawn the guidance yet, okay. so uh, we'll see. But okay. it, it, it was undoubtedly a great – those are great numbers for Tesla. And the, the market is reflecting that. You can't deny you can't deny them that. It, it was a great quarter in terms of production and deliveries for Tesla. 827 here. We're about three minutes. Yeah, oh, what? yeah, Dennis. Go just live Before there. we change the Tesla subject, intern, the intern here in the chat making a good point. With the price of gas dropping substantially, you know, we're looking at it yep. under a potential buck a gallon. That's a headwind that for make sure. Tesla purchases less attractive because this is Definitely obviously the big, you know, marketing feature of the Tesla is, you know, the expense of gas and the, how much savings you have on gas. Obviously, those savings 
have now gone down substantially because gas prices are very low and probably going to be low for the foreseeable future. Um, how does that play into this? I mean, I, I, maybe a this factor. is a question for it's Jason a, Rasnick. Too. Yeah, Jason's yeah. Be it, it's, it's, it's a great point. It's definitely a headwind. Definitely a headwind uh, as gas. Is I mean, cheaper. the same thing with, you know, the solar stocks, which have been absolutely killed. And, you know, I've got egg on my face because I've been a big believer in solar. It worked for a long time. Um, obviously, COVID's just, it just destroyed everything. Um, so you look at the solar stocks, you can bring up tan and it's ugly too, but same thing. I mean, with oil prices as low as they are, alternative energy is now, you know, still expensive and maybe not quite as attractive. I know the eco people will still be arguing, you know, that, you know, we need solar, but, you know, from a just dollars capital capitalist perspective, you know, solar isn't as important when you've got oil prices as low as they are. Uh, yeah, it's, it's So it's both of the alternative energy is getting hit because of lower oil prices as well. All right. Well, I mean, this number that we're going to get in a minute and a half here won't mean anything, in my opinion. I'm, I'm not even honestly going to read you the numbers because I don't they, they don't matter to me the this this survey week 830 yeah this survey week is from the second week of march so uh, what is so, this number this is the jobs number but this oh is the goodness it's friday <laughs> it's, it's friday it's friday well, I, I, I was thinking it was thursday i'm losing track of days i mean when you're in your own house here you know you're not leaving days kind of like groundhog day i trade i play with my kids i trade i play with my kids and i go to bed I mean, every day is the same. It's like Groundhog Day. I honestly, this morning I woke up and I thought it was Thursday. I just literally realized. So I cancel all my orders. <laughs> I'm not going to sit out there and get picked off. We are going to have some major movement here. So we got. I, the I, I really, I really don't think so. This Why number, did I think it was Thursday? I don't know what goes that on. Is, I've been doing. I was the like, same what number is coming out on Thursday morning I at eight thirty? I, I, that is, I don't know what day it is either. I just, I look at the calendar. That's Groundhog what, Day. Okay. All right. Well, let's seriously. See what yeah. Like here. the weekends are even the same. Everything's the same. Well, the weekends aren't the same for me because I'm not trading, but I honestly thought it was Thursday. Okay. 10 seconds. I got to go. I got to try. I think I'm not be, ready for it. I, I think you'll be back in 15 seconds, honestly, because this number the survey week is from the second week of March. Uh, there, there will probably be an uptick. I think the estimate for unemployment is, is to rise to 3.8%, but these numbers will not reflect the last two weeks. I think they're almost meaningless here. Joe will watch the market. I'll watch the number. Uh, I think it's out right now, but uh, yeah, yep, we did. We did. Uh, we did a dip. We've done a slight dip here. Let me bring up this dip and dip all right. And buy. Okay, so buy not, dip. So We're, non-farm non-farm payroll but, job loss: seven hundred thousand jobs uh, loss versus a hundred thousand job loss forecast. Um, yeah, I mean that's bigger than that's definitely more of an impact than, than I would have thought. Uh, so I, I guess that's worth something here. Uh, unemployment. Uh, wow. Okay. 4.4%. So unemployment uh, and uh, job number of jobs, both worse than expected here. I guess the, the effects of the, uh, of, of, of the virus and the shutdown sort of took hold sooner than, than expected. Uh, again, this does not even come close to reflecting the true damage out there. Uh, 10 million people filed for unemployment in the last two weeks. This number does not reflect that. So, Joel, uh, what are you seeing here in the market? Did we, uh, we were, we were at, um, we were at 2596 before the number. We had a slight dip, 
so we were where were we at at uh here let me pull up my data window uh we were at 97 and a quarter when we started that bracket we went to 85.75 and we're back at 92 and a half so we are basically within three or four points of where we were so it's been a dip and a little bit of a dip and a comeback but basically the same area we were at before yeah uh this number that yeah it, it's just a quirk of the way that the timing works in, in the survey week so uh, obviously the 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 april number will be much more important it will reflect uh it, it'll it'll be a closer reflection of the true damage that's that's going on out there uh but that that number is bad definitely worse than expected on the unemployment again 4.4 percent and 700,000 jobs lost uh so you know that's kind of where we're at right now. But uh, that move was actually more than I thought. I, I would have thought the market would have struggled it off completely. So I was wrong again. But uh, yeah, but, but you weren't wrong about the market moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's it for your jobs number. Uh, not much to seven. Not much more to really say about it here. Eight thirty-two. Probably get Dennis back in yeah, just a, a few second. minutes here. Um, let's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I told you. We moved a little bit. I mean, we popped, like Joel said, a little bit. But again, these numbers, you know, everybody just knows they're going to be bad. So it's hard to really say, you know, just like the same numbers we got the other day. And, you know, yeah, we sold off eventually on it, but then we re-rallied on it. And I mean, if you just take these numbers at face value, you're like, whoa. But, you know, same thing. But But the expectations are so bad for everything that it's hard to even get under those expectations. I mean, that's really the bull argument here too, is that all the bad news is priced in, that we've priced in 100,000 deaths. I mean, people are arguing that, and maybe they're right, I don't know. Um, I just tell you you're in a real battleground between the bulls and the bears here right now, 250 spot. So if I could bring it back here to the rest of the market, Dennis, the first thing I said to you this morning was that the hope trade is on, and I, I granted I haven't looked in an hour, but uh, the, based, on the, based on the move oil was making, um, you know, the, I saw, I saw oil up, obviously I saw, I saw Hertz up earlier. I don't know if it's still up. Uh, it seemed like the whole trade was on this morning. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, a little bit to do with the press conference last night, you know, the airlines all started ripping after the press conference last night. You actually saw Boeing start to left. I mean, we've given some of that back here. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're eventually going to get some clarity on what a bailout's going to look like, um, you know, and, and that's, you know, going to be good news for the market. But th this market is still, you know, it's back to buying the dip to a certain extent. Um, and that's good news. I mean, we, we're, we're getting bought here right now again. So, you know, here I am. And, you know, you, you, yeah. you think you're, you know, this market, you know, pulls back a little bit of bad numbers and they bought the dip once again. So you definitely have that mentality. The fade trade's been working all over the place. I mean, selling rips and buying dips has been working for a month. So, you know, the dip buying has been working too because you've gotten lots of outs. Like, you know, we've went down a thousand, up a thousand, down a thousand, up a thousand. If you've been chasing the moves, you've been getting killed. If you've been fading the moves, you've been making money on both sides. So not just the short side, but the long side as well. Because we have had lots of tradable dips where, you know, we're down 2,000, the next day we're up a thousand. Then we might go down 2,000, you know, even earlier on than this, but then we rally it back up. There's been lots of website action, lots of trading. So I will just say the fade trade continues to work. What I mean by that is when you get a rally, 1,000 Dow points, you're shorting stocks. When you get a, uh, when you get a 
dip of a thousand Dow points, you're buying stocks as traders, as day traders. That is what has been working and that continues to work. And we were seeing that here this morning again. You know, we dipped down overnight, 40 handles, and we rallied all the way back up to green. We we're up 20. Then we dip on this jobs number. And what do we do? We rip and we're right back to almost scratch here right now. But there's been a lot of tradable action here overnight, just fading the moves. Okay, 8.35, we're going to get Jason, I think, closer to 8.50 here, uh, yeah. and that's, that's fine because there are a few more things I'd like to discuss. I want to start looking at uh, STZ, Constellation Brands, had earnings out this morning, and they beat the estimate on their earnings per share, uh, and I don't know about their sales figure here, but uh, did they give any guidance? I believe they gave any guidance. Um, they talked about how their uh, – well, uh, First of all, uh, Corona, the, the beer Corona Light uh, is not is, is is not being produced at the moment. That, that was deemed non-essential, and Constellation distributes that in America. Uh, but the earth, they're not producing share, Corona Light, or just Corona Light. Oh, I'm sorry, Corona, like the beer, Corona, uh, like Corona. So they just stopped producing it because of the name. No, 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 no. It's deemed a non-essential business. It's made in Mexico. So. Um, <laughs> It, it was deemed non-essential, so Corona is not being produced, the beer, but uh, Constellation Brands distributes Corona uh, in the U.S. Uh, but the numbers were good here. They beat their earnings uh, on the estimate, and Dennis, look at the uh, the action here. Not much action, to be honest. I mean, we had a little lift in Constellation Brands. We're trading up at 134 right now. We're up two and a half bucks. Um, if you just want to do a technical on it, you're going to run into resistance when you get up near 140. This isn't like a ground zero stock, I don't think, although it's been hit no. like a ground zero stock. I mean, people are still going to drink, and if we go into a full depression, they're going to probably drink more. Um, so I, you know, I probably <laughs> would be more inclined to actually buy the dip on a stock like this. Um, you know, I haven't looked at the balance sheet to look at, you know, how much debt, you know, yep. and all that. But, you know, you just look at, you know, you've been hit pretty hard on your major alcohol producers here. And maybe some of that is warranted. Um, but, you know, we're looking at Constellation Brands goes from $208 down to the lows. It got down to 104. So basically cut in half. We've rallied off those lows. Getting that back down near those lows for whatever reason is probably more interesting. But hard to be a buyer here at 132 and a half with so many unknowns. Yeah, and plus they've got that that stake in CGC that is not going uh, well. And that's so small for them. I mean, yeah. you know, we haven't talked to pot stocks for a while. They've tried to you know rally a little bit, and then they've sold off. I mean, you're, if you look at the MJ, you just try to trade it technically. You're kind of at a fifty percent retracement of the just a little bounce that we had. So if you wanted to, you could try along and you stop out at the lows. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming all the, all the other ones look the same. I mean, CGC is interesting too. You have three lows right in the same. Look at this, Joel. See, do you see? I haven't looked at 1346. I yeah, I haven't looked at the 1346 and 1343. I mean, your line in the sand is very well defined. You want defined risk. You got it. So if you're buying it here at 14, you're stopping yourself out below those, those low three lows at 1343. So you're saying we're going to turn it around. But what's going to matter, the only thing that's going to matter is the overall, you know, is the stock market here. It's what's driving everything. I mean, a lot of charts look the same. You got the battle between the bulls and the bears here, even in CGC. But you can see the line in the sand for CGC is at thirteen forty-five level. Yeah, it, I think that bulls really want to push it over fourteen fifty-nine. Uh, you got a pair of highs there from uh, the last two days, so that's imperative, right there. You got to get there. That's where you you attract some buyers on strength as opposed to buyers on weakness. 
Uh, let's talk 3M here. They were the target of some Trump ire uh, last night. The CEO is going to be on CNBC when we end at 9 o'clock here. Uh, he must be a fan of the show, wanted to be considerate. We appreciate that. But uh, <laughs> Trump, tweeted, Trump tweeted last night that uh, – let's find his exact quote. There will be, there will be a big price to pay uh, for 3M as they apparently uh, sold some masks to China, and he's imposing the defense production act so we'll wait comments from the ceo at on cnbc at nine but uh stock was volatile from those comments as i pulled down 2.4 percent uh 3m support is very very well defined on this sure. show. i mean you can start trading stuff technically here again we've been saying you know technicals have taken a back seat to the overall headlines which is still true but there are some technical setups here and 130 on 3m is hard support i mean look at these lows 130.61 one, the next day was 13091. The next day, 13106. Then we came back down to retest the last couple of days, 13101 and 13210. So call it 130 bucks. As long as it's above $130, it's still, you know, maybe we retest on this bad news, but I don't think we're going to get that far down. Resistance well defined too. You're between 130 and 140. Yeah, trading range. Yeah. yeah I mean, at 135, you're right in the middle. So 135, I have the SOH trade, which is set on hands. Uh, but yeah. up at 140, maybe you're trying from the short side, down 130, maybe you're trying from the long side. You know where you're stopping out. You can put any trade on, anything, anything, as long as you know where your out is. Know where your out is. Have your out well-defined. I know in the case of Luck and Coffee, you know, when they fall and they have a fraud case and they fall 80% overnight, well, it's difficult. You know, whatever you're overnight trading, you have risk of news that can slam a stock or potentially rally a stock. Uh, but if you're day trading and you're a day trader, have your out. Know where your out is. Have your out defined before you get in the trade. Absolutely, in this environment, you need to protect your capital at all costs. <clears throat> okay. All right. Uh, eight eight forty one here, Jason. Uh, I, as I mentioned, will be joining us here in about eight or nine minutes. Let's take some questions from the chat. Kind of uh, haven't taken too many today, and I and I want. Uh, I want to get to you before we wrap up the week here. Uh, let's look at, hmm, if you have any tickers, drop them in. I'm sure we'll get an influx right now. Um, let's see, who, who, who should we look at? You want to look at XOM here? I see XOM was dropping in the chat. I mean, oil's had a significant oh, rally. Wow, it's oil just oil's, busted out again, yeah, man. Look out at again. that. Woo, look at that. It's the catalyst to drive us higher here. I mean, it is what is helping the market right now. Nothing's helped. The numbers are not good. The COVID numbers in New York City are terrible. The only reason we're holding up well here in the markets is oil. This is a good news for the market here. And maybe it can bring us green. I mean, we're trying to go green here again. We are ripping on oil though. So, which is good news for the market. People say, oh, I don't know if oil's down is good news or bad news. I will tell you in this circumstance, at least in this point in time, the market wants higher oil. They don't want a bunch of oil companies going out of on business, putting pressure on the financials, putting pressure, more pressure on jobs. They want oil prices higher and they are getting them this morning. Um, so this is what is actually holding the market up here once again. ExxonMobil, if you're looking at this, it's a breakout above $40. So it looks pretty good technically. Again, it's going to follow the oil trade. So all that matters is the price of oil. But if you want to look at these individual oil stocks, they're all showing some life here all of a sudden which is good news. I mean, this has started a couple days ago and now the oil stocks are showing some more life. So ExxonMobil, I mean, if you're buying here at 4190, I wouldn't want to start seeing trade back down through 40. You want to stay above 40. That would be my stop out. 
below 40, but absolutely there's some room to go. I mean, this thing could go three, four bucks. You could, you know, with oil moving as much as it is, don't be surprised, you know, to see ExxonMobil can rip a little bit here. So it's all about oil prices and oil's up substantially here again this morning. Yeah, and uh, just on a relative basis, yesterday's high, 41.96. That's where you're trading right now. So oil, you know, it's, uh, if you're looking for continued Follow through, get into the 42 handle, uh, but still yet to clear yesterday's high at 41.96. Uh, on the dailies, a lot of air in here, folks. Uh, your next daily high doesn't come into 43.48. That would be a super target. Also, that 41.90 area, that was the close on March 11th. Next day, it dropped uh, four bucks. So there you go. Got a super relevant level there. Let's look at uh, Chewy here. Chewy had earnings. earnings. They had earnings yep. after the close yesterday. Uh, and I'll read the numbers for you. The EPS, they lost 15 cents per share. <laughs> estimate was a loss of 17 cents. So they beat the estimate there by two cents. Sales, $1.35 billion is in line with the estimate there. So pretty much in line report there uh, for Chewy. I'll pull up the chart. Maybe somewhat disappointing because this has been a COVID play. This is why the stock has been rallying because you think people aren't going to the traditional pet food stores. I mean, some of them are probably closed because I don't know if it's deemed essential in every state. So you think about that, people are probably ordering their, uh, their pet food online from Chewy more, yep. you think. So that's why you know, the market has been thinking anyways because this has had a substantial rally. So this has been a COVID play. Um, it is, you know, we haven't talked about it as a COVID play, but it definitely has had a COVID run. Um, with that being said, the numbers were not fabulous but again you know we don't know what's going forward here big so. profits for people dennis come on you stock you know i i, I think no matter what the numbers would have been i mean you had a yeah, ridiculous a run taken. yep yep you had a ridiculous run uh from basically the all-time low up to a new not quite an all-time high it hit it off the um Hit it off the IPO, so we'll see. I mean, it it it's getting hit here, but it I, you know based on the you know the pre market trading chart, uh, you know there's a buyer here. There's some consolidation going on at 35. Uh, looking at the dailies, not much there. You kind of have a little bit of a trap door if you can't hold 35. Your next daily low, 32.55. I don't see it. I'll use this close at 33.81, but. A uh, quiet consolidation here for the next move here in Chewy. Let's look at Zoom. I, I saw that um, OPEC is doing a virtual meeting on Monday. Yeah. And my, from my first thought was, I wonder if they're going to use Zoom. Doubtful. But. Product's fabulous. Um, it got hit yesterday because they're worried about you know Pri privacy, privacy yep. issues. You've got who who is who's the person that's kind of they they were on CNBC the night before. And she started talking and they started slamming Zoom and they didn't stop slamming it for basically the entire day. I mean, it did bounce off those lows, but um, pe people are nervous, you know, on, you know, whenever you get, you know, the government stepping in and taking a look at issues. We don't know if they're going to uncover anything. Maybe it's okay, but they're just worried, you know, a lot of these conversations are probably being recorded. How are they protecting that information so that your private conversation, the conversation that me, Joel and Spencer are having right now, it's likely being recorded. Um, you know, potentially by, you know, we don't know, you know, what, well, what well, we record it. We, well, yeah. we record it, obviously, so it is being <laughs> recorded. But I mean, you're, you're having individual conversations that are happening on Zoom that that's still a public thing. Are they, how are they protecting people from getting in there and listening to those conversations? 
that's what um did you know do you remember the the, the lady's name I was looking into this. No, it was a couple of days ago now. And some of it has to do with Facebook because they, they, they log in, they had the login through Facebook that could uh, I'm just trying uh, create some vulnerabilities. And a lot, of, a lot of it just has to do with passwords. Yeah, the New York Attorney honestly. General, I'm trying to find her name. Uh, I can't, I'm trying just to bring it up here. Lib was, it, was, it, was it Loretta? Uh, yeah, that's who it is. Yeah, okay. I'm sure our chat will be faster than we are. There was yeah, a little. The, the, there was a. Um, there was an update. Let, I don't know how you say her name. Letitia. Letitia. Oh yeah, Letitia James. I believe Letitia it is. James. I, I believe it's okay. No, so New York wait. Attorney General Letitia James. She okay. came on CNBC. So this was when when it started. I mean, we heard about it, but when she came on CNBC and started talking, Zoom was trading flat at that time. I dropped five bucks as she was started talking two nights ago. And then it just kept, they kept hitting it the whole time because they're like, they, she says they don't know what they're going to uncover, but they want to go in there and make sure that everything's okay. So there's nothing, you know, she's not saying that there's problems here. They, they're just verifying that, you know, they're protecting this information. I, I saw, they've, I, if they've dotted their I's and crossed their T's, they'll be fine. If they haven't, then they might have some issues. I saw a stat that zoom went from 10 million to 200 million active users in, in March. Well, that's incredible if that's true. I mean, it's just that, that everyone's got to use it or something like it, right? So, Joel, you want to look at the chart here? Is there anything to look yeah, at? Yeah, the Zoom. Uh, when did you have this uh, this spike? Down? Let me uh, make sure I got the right information here. It's trading up uh, 367 at 125.60. I mean, I don't know. Someone Did someone bust in an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting mm -hmm. or something and start – doing so i don't know i mean is this overdone i mean we got to 115 uh that was yesterday i don't know it's rebounding i'd, I'd be more inclined to well, buy the dip on this the line one. in the sand would be that 115 yeah. i think joel i think I, i'm kind of with you on that uh that line in the sand for me 114 and a half was the low yesterday so if yeah. i'm buying the dip and there's a rip here this morning so i'm absolutely not buying that but if we get a pullback here I'd be interested, you know, potentially, but I would stop up below that point. Below that, you have some room. Then, you know, you have room down to a hundred bucks. I think at a hundred, you'll find major support. But yeah, that's a long I said that yesterday. Yeah, I love the hundred level, but I don't think you get a shot down there. I don't think it gets that low now with the current environment. Unless, you know, the attorney general starts really pressing, then that's a different story. And that's the wild card. I mean, overnight something can happen. They're like, oh, they don't like this. You know, they got the potential that they could get some fines. So, in if our, you, our, I mean, I just look at this too. I mean, if you've been pressing a short since March 19th, <laughs> you got some pretty good news. I mean, well, bad news, but just good news for you to cover. That That's the way I look at it. And then people that were wanting to get on the issue, um, there was an opportunity. So, uh, yeah. And then you can always figure what was the old time high there if you're playing this for a bounce. Uh, 50 point move right on the nose, add 25 to that. So one, 140, if you're looking for a 50% retracement yesterday's close 137. I don't think you'll see that today. That cloud hanging over from the attorney general could keep the this stock year. down yep. for a bit because exactly. people yep. are nervous about that. And some people are caught long this thing right now too. So I don't think it's bouncing right back. Yep. Maybe. Uh, I don't think you have to chase zoom here. My opinion. All right, 850, let's bring on today's guest, Jason Resnick. He's the founder of Benzinga. Jason, good morning. 
Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing? Good. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Tesla here. They had their their uh, their Q1 sales yesterday, and then I want to go to a special segment I have prepared. But first, thoughts on Tesla, Jason, this morning. Yes, thoughts on Tesla, but I also need to comment on oil. You guys talked about it earlier. Okay. And I think you guys are all overthinking the market. I, 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 there's something missing here, but we'll go to that in a second. Um, Tesla, great numbers, phenomenal numbers. I mentioned it in the last last Friday that this is a stock you buy on dips and sell on big rips. Um, my next sell point, I won't sell another share until we cross 650 again or in the 600s, but the numbers are going to always exceed whatever the analysts expect. When they, when we're producing cars again, people, the Model 3, I say to everyone in our office, there's no other car to buy right now. And then I know Spencer Israel will say, anxiety range and all this stuff. Until you have it, you, you what did I say? You, I don't you, even know what I said. You, you, yeah, I know. You forget now. Spencer Israel is the guy that thinks Tesla is going to be, go to bankrupt and be a That's, I never said yes, that. Yes, I yes, never, yes. never said that. <laughs> we, 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 had, we had that meeting after that day that I said there'll be a Model 3 in every single parking lot you go to. We had that meeting and you said it's going to go bankrupt. No, you you got to read Spencer. Jason remembers everything you say. I did not say that. He remembers <laughs> everything everyone says and then he pulls it out and he drives it home. He has a photographic a memory. So I do I do remember conversations. I don't remember freaking names and faces, but I'll remember conversations <laughs> no other. I remember the day Spencer Israel met his girlfriend and he's like, oh my God. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Jason enough. goes on and gets all personal in a hurry. That's, a, that's enough of that. That's enough. We of try that, to I hide think. our personal lives, but Jason will go there. <laughs> I am loving Spencer Israel's wall. A wall behind him. I, have to say, I love it. Did we get a new sign today, Spencer? Yeah, yeah. we talked. We talked about this already. All right. How did I miss it? Trade by day, pray by night. Oh yeah. Right. Okay. That's. Yeah. I trade by night, pray by day. Can we, right. can, we, can we talk about oil for one second? Yeah. yeah yes, go. go ahead there. I heard you guys talk about it earlier and, you know, um, the president, et cetera. So I listen to those, those press conferences. What I do is I, I don't listen to them live. I listen to them on YouTube. I listen to them about an hour after. I hit the thing on YouTube where you can make them go faster because they're an hour to two hours. Who has time these days to sit and listen? So I listen, at, I listen to them at two times speed. I even teach my kids now how to listen at two times speed. Like, <laughs> it's, way, it's way more efficient. Well... Tuesday or Monday, Mr. Donald, President Donald Trump, talked about oil getting Russia and Saudi Arabia together. To me, that was the biggest no-brainer trade ever, 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 ever. So Wednesday morning, I went long USO. I went long ExxonMobil. I went long Chevron. I went so long oil that it made Tesla look like my, like my small, smallest position. And then yesterday, it was up 27%. Everyone's like, oh, my God, oil is up 27%. And I'm like, what the heck? I bought it all on Wednesday because they, they, Trump, he choreographed it. And I get, I get the naysayer, like in a Spencer would say, well, Trump's just saying that, but um, you're the protagonist in this in story, Spencer. That's why I use a antagonist. <laughs> you're the protagonist. <laughs> I'm the antagonist. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not good at those analogies. Warren Buffett could kill me on those. So right. you're the antagonist. Um, so, so I went and bought oil like crazy. And I, I sold one of them. I still have two more because even if, even if they come out and say, well, Trump, at least he's making progress. And here's my opinion. Trump gets to, on the phone with, you know, uh, the prince or gets on the phone with um, um, Russia and says, listen, people are dying. The, we don't have to do about this corona thing. We need some help here on this oil thing. It's killing our industries. What are they going to say? 
No, Donald, I'm not going to help you. I mean, Russia just sent over a freaking plane of millions of dollars in supplies. Of course, they're going to try to help them on oil. They are. It's just, you know how you do things here. They are. You guys can trade logic. But, but what? Trade logic. This is a logic trade. You were using logic and you're that's, making some money by trading logic. I talk about it all the time. That's it. And I just trade, think, the, trade the logic. Exactly. And I just think that we tend to, including myself, we tend to overthink shit. And so I said, F it. Sorry. I said, <laughs> Jason. 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 Come on. Jason. Oh, no. Jason. I'm just going to go. Jason, don't swear me. anymore. I said, F it. Joel's I'm getting kidding. angry about Jason, this don't swear anymore. <laughs> Why? All right. I, it offends some people. You can use, there's more hey, words in the vocabulary in, in, you can in, use. In the chat room, are you offended by my swearing? Please survey. Okay. Uh, say one uh, if you're offended, two if you're not. Wait. One if you're offended, <laughs> two if you're not. Because I, I we'll do a Twitter. I have a, wait, can I go to my thing? Because I have a special thing planned in it. And I think oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm done. I just had to get that out because I just want right. people to make money in our room. That's it. Okay, you ready? Wait. Yep. Can you hear me? Yes. We are. I don't know if you guys can hear this. I hope you can. I think you can. I'm just reviewing but, the chat room to see if they're um, upset by swearing. Joe jo right, and I, I just I, kind of uh, tried to. I have prepared. <laughs> I have prepared a hot. We got a three sandwich. in there. I don't know what the three means. Okay. <laughs> I have prepared a hot. The chat is going absolutely crazy. So here. look at the chat room right now. There are well, there's a lot of ones. There's ones, I haven't Jason, seen any ones. Call me Joel. Look, there's one. One just went by. Dennis Dick just Wait, to put a one in there. Are you guys in the YouTube <laughs> chat room right now? Yes. Call yes. me after the call me after uh, the show, please. Hey, chat room. I'm I'm not available. I'm I'm out of town. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'll not be available. You, Joel, I'll talk to you. But I'll talk to you on next Friday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I love the. PMP chatters. Let's do this today. Let's make some money in the market. Right, do, do the, uh, we got I, 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 I've, prepared a, I've prepared a trivia segment. Okay. Friday, it's been Friday trivia. The category is Jason, Joel, and Dennis. That's the category. I'm asking you questions about each other. Okay. So I, I've come, come up with some questions here about all three of you. So my first question here, this is going to be, this is for, De uh, yeah, this is for Dennis. Okay. Oh, I have to start. Oh, yeah, this I is hate for you. Starting. Okay, the, 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 this one's multiple choice. They're not all multiple choice, but this one. Oh, I like multiple choice. When, I, used to not, I won't go on when the is, When is Joel's birthday? Is it April 5th, June 5th, this is October me. 5th? This is me. November, like, I'm going to make an enemy here. <laughs> or November 5th. Is it April 5th, June 5th, October 5th, or November 5th? <laughs> you, you know this, Dennis. Yeah, but yeah, you forget. Like, I know when it's coming because you know why? Because I get a calendar pop-up two days before it. I'm not getting a calendar pop-up on this. Joel's right. not going to forgive me for this. This is such a mean question. Does Jason know it? Can Jason steal this? I'm not, I'm not asking Jason. I'm asking you. Jason knows it. Jason's looking it up right now. He's cheating over here <laughs> on his calendar lookup. <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing. All right. Okay. Uh, it, October 5th was the answer. Yeah, that was so uh, mean. Okay, all right. Fine. I knew it was the end of the year. I didn't know November or October. All right, all right, Sorry, Jason. Joel. Jason, you ready? Hey, uh, they want to know if they get a subscription if they guessed right. Neil B wants a Benzinga Pro subscription, and he wants to know if he gets a, a discount if he guessed right. Yes, uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Email premarket at benzinga dot com. Um, all right, Jason, you ready? What year did Joel found the Detroit office of Bright Trading? What year? Yeah. Do I get choices and multiple choice? No. 
I, I, I multiple choice. Okay, I'll give you multiple choice. Yeah. 1997, 1999, 2001, 2004. Um, 2001. I can no. Eh, 2004. 2004. 1999. Yeah. Uh-huh. 1999. All right, this is this one's for Joel. All right, I get a point for that one. Sure. I yeah, I'm, keep, I'm keeping track. Joel, from what university did Dennis graduate from? Oh, that's so easy. Did I graduate what university? university? Did university? I graduate university? University of Windsor. <laughs> wow. Oh, look at the slate. Look at the easy one he gets. I live in Windsor. <laughs> I, I I didn't think that was that easy. All right, fine. Moving back on to Dennis here. Uh, Jason looks confused. Okay, <laughs> Dennis, uh, what year did Jason move the Benzinga office from Southfield, Michigan to downtown Detroit? Bonus point if you get the month. Wow, I'm not going to get the month. I'm going to get the year. It feels like it was about four years ago. I'm saying 2017. Well, that's that three be, years that's ago. Three years ago. <laughs> no, well, yeah, oh, it was 2021, 2019, right. 18, 17. The, the, answer, right? was, the answer was two, 2015, October. It was that yeah. long ago? Yeah, only the years fly by. Where do the years go? That's when I went to Israel too. They moved. I, I remember. Twenty fifteen. They, they moved the office. Okay. These years right. just fly by. All right, all right, Jason. These are tough questions. All right, uh, Jason. This one's easy. Okay. Wait, Joel, are you mad at Dennis right now? No. <laughs> He's mad at his birthday. I, I, all right, Jason. <laughs> Jason. In the chat room, everyone's saying you look really upset. No, I'm laughing my head. Oh, now I'm starting oh to talk about right, Look, Jason. it's rubbing off. We're going to start cussing and swearing here all the time. Uh, Jason, oh, J- guys, Jason, like Howard Stern. Guys, in the chat room, do you guys just hear Joel swear? If you heard Joel swear, type one. If you did not hear him, <laughs> type two. Jason, what is Dennis's favorite hockey team? Oh, my God. That's so easy. Then. The Detroit Red Wings. The chat's going to know this no, one. No, that is unfortunately incorrect. The Montreal yeah. Canadiens. I like it's, all the Detroit <laughs> teams except the Red Wings. It, wow. is, the, it is the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Edmonton Tom Oilers. David, yeah. All right, Joel. Hey, hold on, hold on. It's the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah. It's okay. been there since I can – I can't even remember how I started cheering. I just assumed it was Wayne Gretzky. I was like three years old, and I had an Edmonton Oilers T-shirt on. All right. Always the Oilers. Joel, you better see the chat room, but you should apologize. Not <laughs> look at the ones. <laughs> Joel, all right, Joel, Joel, this is multiple choice. All right, you okay. ready? Okay, yep, I'm going to get this. How did Dennis get started trading? Is it A, with his parents' money, B, with his bar mitzvah money, C, with an inheritance from his grandparents who are maple syrup moguls, or D, <laughs> or D, with money he earned from his dad's roofing business? Uh, well, he's not Jewish, so I know he didn't have a bar mitzvah. <laughs> no bar mitzvah. I and think. I, I think. I don't it, know much about maple syrup either, so we can. Roll I think. That one out I, I well. think. I think it was his parents' money. It kind of was both a little bit of the roofing, and because that's where I had some money, and a little bit of boring from from. All right. Family. Well, I'll give. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him anyway. Joel has got two right so far. <laughs> Joel's running away with this thing. All right, Dennis. This is your last question. What kind Wait, of this? Am I frozen? No, you're here. <laughs> Jason's lost. You're in the clouds, Jason. You're in the clouds now. Dennis, hold on, hold on. Hold on. He's <laughs> walking around. Oh, he's got a Gretzky jersey. Before you do the last question, Dennis. Look at you, this. I love Jason Rasnick. What? Look who signed that. The real. You got the real Gretzky signature too. 
Can I tell you my Wayne Gretzky story? Yes, 100%. Sure. The, the crowd is going is to be interested in this. This is a true story. I was nine years old, maybe eight years old, and we won a Wayne Gretzky jersey from that incident. We won it at an auction. Like it was a, it was a lottery. You paid like $100, and we got called. So we go to the game. Edmonton comes to Detroit Red, the Red Wings. We go to the game. They have him sign the jersey. Well, when he's there, I say, can I have one of your sticks after the game? And his dad comes with him to the games. He came off the team bus. His dad got in front of Wayne and said, no, Wayne, he doesn't have enough sticks to give out. Wayne stopped him and said, no, just meet me after the game and I'll give you a stick. So, of course, you know, my dad takes me into the tunnel where they meet after the game to give the sticks out. And Wayne goes, I'm so sorry. Someone stole my stick. The crowd, you know, someone grabbed it from the crowd. Come back. Can you guys hear me still? Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Zoom. Zoom's goes, working good. Okay. He goes, come back in March. And, you know, it didn't say March. Come back when we come here next time. Well, that was in November. It was like, and, and so it was four months later that he said, come back and he'll have a stick for me because someone took it out of the crowd. So I literally, you know, I'm not going to forget Wayne freaking Gretzky. See, Joel? I didn't swear. Um, Wayne freaking <laughs> Gretzky um, says, come back. And so I come back four months later. My dad takes me. We get to the game. It's a 7, 7.30 game. We get there at 6. Wayne Gretzky comes in with a stick with his name signed on it and hands it to me four and a half months later. Wow. Where is that stick? In that same room. I showed you. I, I just saw the jersey. Yeah. I didn't see the stick. All right, I'll be right. Show me the too, stick. Too late. Too late. Too no, late. It's, this is a fun. This is a fun tangent for me. I love Edmonton Oilers story. <laughs> well, you, guys, you, you asked him the question. I'll have the stick in two seconds. All right. Okay, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis's question is about Jason. All right. What kind of car does Jason drive? Yeah. Oh, shut Tesla. up, dude. Uh, can you be more specific? Model 3. All right. Yeah. I'm all over that one. I was yeah, all over all right. it, Jason. All right. Uh, Joel, this one's for you. Sure. In addition to being the founder of Benzinga, Jason is also uh, the board member of an organization that is d- devoted to promoting fintech in Detroit. What is the name of that organization that promotes fintech in Detroit? Um, That's an awesome stick. I'm just looking at the stick. That's awesome. Titan. There it is. Um, the Titan. Detroit Fintech? That is, yes. Wow, Joel's three Joel three pulls today. it out. Detroit Fintech. That stick is awesome. I'm so jealous of all Jason Rasnick's memorabilia here right now. J- Jason, this is the last question of the day. You ready? Can you hear us? I can hear you. I can hear you. All right. Can you hear you? Joel, then why, Joel, then why do you keep swearing? Okay. Wait, what's going on here? Wait. Den- uh, Jason, can you mute your volume or something? I think, or I think we're we're on your computer. Um, I think mute that. Okay, Jason, <laughs> this is the last question. You ready? What was we know? When, we know Joel went to the University of Michigan. Okay, what was Joel's major? I'll give you multiple choice. I'll give you multiple choice. I know it. Girls don't have to give multiple choice. I'll give. I'll give you multiple choice. Is it was it A finance B? Uh, Economics, C, political science, or D, uh, sociology? Give me one more time. Uh, <laughs> He's Googling uh, fi- it. Fi- He's finance, Googling finance it. economics, political science, sociology. Um, sociology. That is incorrect. Eh, Always go with C, poli- political science. I know everything about Uh Joel except the month of his birthday. It was political science. All right. That is it for my hot potato segment. That was great, Spatsy. I love love the hot potato segment. 
I am just mad that I did not know the hockey team that Dennis Dick likes. I, cannot, I, I can't believe I, all that Gretzky stuff. That stuff you know, is awesome. I actually think I knew that you liked Maybe I didn't. I don't know. Because we went to a game a, a couple months ago with Spencer. <laughs> but don't you guys love that story that Wayne Gretzky, four months later, remembered that stick? You know, my, bro- my brother Brian tried to claim that the stick was his, that he got it. I'm like, Brian, okay, tell me your genesis of your story. You know, like, you know, you know that movie where in, um, they're like, Tell them what's what's the movie show like? What's the it was the genesis for your idea of um oh that movie's so good um oh yeah the, when, when Melanie Griffith or whatever her name is like she works up in Wall you know tries to get in Wall Street and she tries to get that job and then they cut her out a secret of my success that was that was Michael J Fox but it was yeah. one of those and like it tells you tells you the genesis of your idea and I'm like Brian so how do you get the stick and he couldn't like tell the story I'm like okay well here's my story and then they knew it was my stick you know he tried <laughs> to claim it was his stick so. We took it How old were you when that happened? Probably 10, I guess. Wow, that's a great story. That yeah. really is. All right. Well, that was quite a fun segment there uh, with the, Mr. Raznick. Closing and- thoughts, Raznick. We got this market that's been shopping around. Um, obviously, you know, we know you played the oil. How, how are you approaching the overall market here now, though? I mean, we are in a battle between the bulls and the bears. You got the bears that are saying, you know, the numbers and the logic is, you know, that this is going to get a lot uglier in April. But then you got the bulls saying that a lot of the bad news is already priced in and oil is going to help this market. What are your thoughts? Good, good question. By the way, guys, I don't have a crystal ball on the oil. Like it could go, could trade a little lower. I am taking a leap of faith thinking that there's going to be something to be worked out. And so, but I, I told you, I sold one. I kept two others. I bought the U.S. So I'm no expert in oil at all, at all. Um, I, I've been selling on strength and buying on weakness. So I kept my Peloton. I went longer New York times. My TAST, I took some off at, at 204. I bought some two days ago, 170 or 168. Um, I'm still a big believer in Slack. It's, it's been nice training. So do I believe, uh, Dennis, that it's going to be – um, this straight up thing. No, I think there's, I think there's going to be some, um, you know, there's gonna be some photos that people aren't going to like seeing. And I think that's going to have a effect on the market. And so, um, I don't have a crystal ball, but I, I just get like these feelings when you see two or three strong days, I like to take a little bit off. Um, I'm, I, you know, I'm about 30% cash. Um, I did buy some heavy dividend stocks just so I'm tired of like, you know, where are you going to get any, where are you going to get any yield these days? So I bought some heavy Dividend stocks. I'm I'm buying Wendy's when it goes below 12, and I'm selling it when it hits to 14, 15. Um, Zoom um, gets to 110. I'm buying again. Um, uh, Spencer Israel, your stat earlier about uh, 100 million, or it was it was basically in December they had like 10 million, and now they have 100 million. It's 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 crazy numbers. I'm, Dennis, I'm shocked at the at the sell-off in Zoom. I'm just literally shocked. I think, the attor- I think they saw us a gift. I'm kind of on the same side with you. I'd be a buyer of a significant pullback. It's the attorney general that's kind of giving it scrutiny right now. That is obviously the reason for the sell-off yesterday. Um, if they come out in that case, you know, gets closed without any significant fines, the stock could rip on that. So, but that could take a while. Okay. And then, um, and then the other one that I, you know, smile direct. I told you guys last week that um, I'll get to you, Scott. I see the questions in the room. Uh, smile direct. I told you, I know the team behind it. I'm lost in it a little bit. It's, it's not moving the way I would like it. So I, I still have some, but I just don't know what the immediate move is, down or up. I'm lost in that one. So sorry. On TAS, yes, Don, Michael, Scott, I still own TAS. I, sell, I sold 30% of the position when it hit 210. Um, TAS, guys, is what I call an option. 
It's literally a call option. It's an option as it's going to either be $10 in six months or it will be nothing, you know, like that. And so it's a risk risk reward on every trade I make. Um, I'm not as good as Dennis on these short-term trades, but every like investment, I, make, I look at the risk probability. I say, you know, I take a literally a percentage. It's most likely to go this Tast owns a lot of Burger Kings, a lot of drive-throughs. It has a lot of things, the fundamentals in place, but on the other side of it is it needs to have a better financial footing. I think some of this bailout money is going to help their businesses. So I'm staying long task. I'm actually hoping right now we're seeing Tast trade around uh, 178. I'm hoping it gets back to 155 because then I'm loading up the trucks again. So I've been, when it gets to 210, above two, I sell half the position. When it goes black below, I buy it. That's, that's just what I do. Um, and so it can be scary because you see some red on your screen, but I think that's okay because I find like the oil trade I made, Dennis, I find that people just follow and they see trends and they start buying. Tesla, no one talked about Tesla when we were talking about it on the show three years ago, you know, no one. And if this is my last appearance on the uh, pre-market prep because of my language, then I love you all. And because <laughs> um, I am who I am and I can't, I can't You're the change. boss. You can come on whenever <laughs> you want. He's <laughs> no, 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 the no, boss. No. He pays the I, bills. I, I can't change. I can't change. So if you guys do have ever questions for me, you can go at Jason Rasnick on Twitter, R-A-Z-N-I-C-K-J-A-S-O-N, or Jason at Benzinga, or – or even better, find me in the Benzinga Pro chat room and I will answer every single question until um, I fall asleep. So I'm always in the Benzinga Pro chat room. All right. And I'm, and I'm always paying uh, Spencer, thank you for the, the question and answer. But the bottom line here is I don't care what it takes, what words I have to say. I want us all in, who are listening to this show to make money in the market. And whatever way I have to express it, I'm going to do because – I think money is too important. It helps you feel comfortable. It gives, gives you a stress-free life if you can just make some money. And so whatever I have to say to get people to understand, you got to pay attention to the little inches around us. There's little inches. You listen to what Trump says. Yes, some of it can be wrong, but those little inches can move the market. And I think it's so important. So if you don't have the time, go on YouTube. Listen to the press cards. Listen at 1.5 times speed because two is tough. Take, take I love that. I, that's the best tip that you gave on the show. That's one of the best tips I've ever heard. Yeah, Listen well, to stuff twice as fast. It's like an Elon Musk thing. It's, it's like an Elon Musk tip right there. I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Dennis, it made me money on the oils. I didn't make millions, but I made some good money on oils all because of the two times speed on YouTube. I went and got into it. They bloviated in that press conference. And then if you listen to it on normal, you'll be like, these people talk so slowly. <laughs> the next way that I'm going to um, elect a president is who talks the fastest. Because then you don't have to do that. Do you listen and to the pre-market prep show on twice speed? Because sure. I talk save, really fast already. I'm kind of always on two times speed. No, That's how guys, I talk. You guys are all fast. I'm telling you, if you listen <laughs> yeah. to a press conference, you guys, they're so slow. And I, I can't take it. And to be honest, if YouTube did not have that speed up thing, I would pay an extra $50 a month. For the speed up thing. And by the way, one thing, Joel, that speed up thing, I think was there six months ago. I found out about it like three weeks ago. It's been the greatest thing since sliced bread for me. All right, right Jason. Thanks. Very much. Thanks for coming on. I'll talk to you a little bit. Okay, a bye. Lot, Jason. Bye. Right. All right. Uh, I want to thank Jason for joining us today. You can always uh, catch a replay of this show on YouTube or catch the podcast on the version. In the description of this video on YouTube is a link to Benzinger Pro. It'll get you uh, not just a free trial, but a subsequent discount should you choose to subscribe. Again, the link is in the description of this video to Benzinger Pro. 
Uh, thanks to all of you in our chats, both on YouTube and premarket.benzinga.com. Please remember all the information from our show meant to be used as, as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Joel and I will be back with you at 3.40 until the close. In the meantime, everyone have a great rest of your day and be safe out there. Have a good one. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.